Mm, hey mm. Brian! Oh, that is Brian, good. You're drinking awfully, drinking awfully loud over there. Well, it's just now that I have this Bunker Brothers official mug, I just want to drink whiskey out of it all the time, even though it's oh. 11 a.m. So it's it, 11 a.m. and you're drinking, uh, drinking straight whiskey out of uh, the official Bunker Brothers mug. Let me huh. just top it off a little bit here. And okay, that's, well that's a lot of uh, right, out of whiskey, whiskey now. But if you want to be uh, like me and my brother, uh, and I assume you do, uh, you'll want to get your hands on one of these Bunker Brothers mugs. We also have shirts and hoodies and even face masks. You can get all that and more at BunkerBrothersPod.com. Again, that's BunkerBrothersPod.com. Go there now. Hey, you know what? Let's just um, let's just see how fast I can chug this whiskey. Chug, 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 chug. Three, four. Hey everybody, it's me, Brian Gobbins. I am here in the bunker. I'm trying to keep things down. Jack's asleep again. He's being a bit of a bear about doing the podcast. Um, He, uh, you know, he's a little tuckered out, but I can't sleep. I just feel like, uh, for whatever reason, I'm just sort of like amped up and like I can't. Brian. Brian. Yeah, buddy. Who are you talking to? I'm doing the pod, buddy. Gotta keep those pods banked. Gotta bank some pods. Are you fucking kidding me? I just fell asleep. Yeah, I mean, I got bored. I got real bored without you to talk to, and I can't be alone with my thoughts right now. Brian, how are you even Uh, doing a podcast? Maybe you should be looking up uh, um, how to uh, sew people back together or something, Brian, because our friend Jimmy Bones just got murdered by a whale, and for some fucking reason, you're doing a podcast still. First of all, he entered a room with a whale, and we don't know what How? happened oh my God. for How? sure. Mm. And two, he's not our friend. He's my friend. Stop trying to co-opt my life. Well, he's not um, anybody's friend. He's dead. Okay, I wanted to talk he's, to you about this for a while. I don't know. You know, Jimmy can't be here for this episode, so there's no point in bringing him up. Um, he'll be back another time, I'm sure. Uh, Have you lucky. lost your fucking mind, Brian? I'm... How Look, are you not man, a, like I passed out from exhaustion from what we saw? I don't. I okay. Yes, I I understand you're a sleepy boy. We had another fun episode, but there's no reason to get lazy. Are you a sociopath? And stop How recording. are you awake? A man was I, eating. I'm to... not. I'm not. I'm not a sociopath. If anything, I feel too deeply about how passionate I am about our listeners. Okay. That's so, a, you, um, that's a, you're so insane. what I've done is I I found an old print of a movie in the uh, obsolete technology room and I've set up for us a little projector. I thought, you know, it's we haven't done a mini episode in a while and our OnlyFan Terry, uh, not to be confused with Carol's OnlyFans, uh, has been begging us uh, on our message board to, you know, come on up with another mini episode. So, uh, Who cares about up. Terry, Brian? I want to go to bed. Oh, I don't wow. want to watch a, I don't wanna watch uh, a fucking terrible movie. Uh, okay, Terry, if you are listening, and we know you are because you are our only fan, you live in Detroit, and you text us constantly, uh, we do not. Um, Terry, if from what we can tell, you are a very average-looking 47-year-old man, and we do not need all of the nudes 
that you are sending us. Uh, we do not need to see your body in that way. Uh, oh if God. I wanted to see a shapely, rotund man, I, I'd look at my own nudes, of Great. which there are many. Well, now I'm, um, I'm fucking wide awake now. Can we? I'm gonna. Maybe I should get a hotel or just fucking get out. I'm. I, I don't. You know, I've been meaning to talk to you about this for a while, Jackie. Um, you sort of, you sort of just moved in on me in here. I never really formally invited you, so you're more of like a squatter are you fucking, than. Are you fucking joking? Uh, this I'm, is, I'm I, cool this is half it. my bunker. It's half my bunker in law. In law. In in law, but like we're underground, so like different laws apply down here. If you know what I mean, it's not you mean like people can get murdered by whales, and you don't. Have to tell I don't anybody. think that's just, what happened. I don't think go, that's la, what la, happened. La, 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 let's just watch a movie instead uh, and not worry about That's a good idea. That's a good movie. Um, let's do that. It was all just a movie. It was all just a movie. So, um, crazy person, <sighs> lost your mind down here. But I mean, f- fuck it. I don't. Get, let's. I need something to take my mind off this. Let's. Let's watch yes, this garbage. Exactly, whatever exactly, the fuck it is. Exactly. Nothing happened. We're fine. That's not so what I'm saying. The, I'm saying a lot um, happened. I need to take my mind off it. This is just a comedy show. You know, it, who knows what's real and what's not. So, um, maybe, maybe. Life is just an illusion, you know. Maybe that, I never is worked that, is at the hand, Is the hand that the rat is carrying around right now is that an illusion? Okay, get out of here! Get out of here! Strong, just looking at me. I don't know. I don't remember when we bought um, uh, the rat or, or, or that chew toy, but You've it's very realistic. Just complete denial. And I am not in denial. You know what? Uh, I only had a therapist for a short amount of time when it was court ordered. But um, I was told that denial is is sort of like court, you know how court ordered. Well, we don't have to go into it right now. The um, you know how the word trespassing is used legally. Look, I don't want to go into it. What I'm trying to say is that I want to watch a movie with my brother, okay. uh, who has forced himself upon me. All right. Uh, just like he forces himself upon his unwilling wife every night in their marital bed. Let's just watch the fucking uh, movie, Brian. How about that? Why don't you introduce the movie and we'll just watch it? How about that? So uh, this uh, film that I found is on a actual film. So we're going to watch it on the projector. And uh, this, um, I don't know much about it, uh, but I thought we could use sort of like an island getaway. Um, you know, I know you're not much of a man of the sea. Um, okay. Now you're referencing I, I, the person uh, who was who was killed. I know I don't I don't remember who it was one of our guests who said it, um, but I don't remember specifically. Probably the sewer worker. Everyone really likes that episode. Um, so uh, I, I this movie it, it takes place in Hawaii, and uh, that's all I really know about it. But it's called Hard Ticket. To Hawaii, and it's available on Amazon. You can get a free trial of some are, are crappy. They, who's paying you to advertise this movie? I don't understand. I'm just saying, if they want to listen, if they want to watch the movie and then listen to this, it's you know you can find it on Amazon. You just get a free trial of like some crappy horror channel, and then cancel it real quick afterwards. Okay, but yeah, great. So uh, we'll be right back after we uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii, and then we're gonna discuss the movie. Um, and uh, you know, nothing happened. So.
Okay, so uh, we're back after um, watching Hard Ticket to Hawaii, and I never thought I could find a movie with so many big titties yeah, uh, so was, horrible. This movie was basically uh, uh, made for you, Brian. And uh, this, this is like what the inside of my head looks like all the time, basically. It was, uh, I felt like the women were more topless than not topless. It was just like... I think there was even... a, a level of casual toplessness in this movie that yeah. is a bit problematic on a fundamental level but i don't right. i don't quite understand um wh- how, why i'm supposed to be mad at it but i know i should be it's like well it's just like you know it's like a, it's it takes the fun out of being topless i think if it's just all the time <laughs> i don't even think it's that i think it's just like irresponsible toplessness for no reason (laughs) like unjustified like there was one scene where sort of a minor character it also the whole movie feels like a pilot like an overlong pilot for a really terrible tv show and because like like maybe a third of the movie it's supposedly an action movie about like what's the why did you give the basic plot what's the basic what is the synopsis of the back of the film i feel like the synopsis that i i have heard of this movie is that it is uh supposed to be according to the let me see the imdb thing it's supposed to be about a duo of action movie badasses who fight a giant uh-huh. snake right and uh. on, on hawaii which which <laughs> nearly does take place in this movie but that's the, a part of it the giant snake is more of a tertiary character in this yeah. odd tale um he's not like I a kept, uh, and he would pop up from time to time like oh right he, there's he a would snake. pop up all right he would pop up uh, in an unexpected way. <laughs> unexpected places. Uh, yeah, that's his whole bit. Um, but you would think, like, they set up this snake escaping in the beginning of the movie so hard. Like, right. it's going to be the most important plot point, And then they just forget about it. And this movie kind of does that in general. Because they set it up with, like, it's going to be about these like this guy... And he's like a studly action hero. And then he's just gone he's for gone. three quarters yeah. of the movie. Or he's yeah. like waiting at the airport. Or he's he's waiting at the hospital and needs to yeah. hitchhike. There's a scene where he borrows a car. <laughs> like, that's what he's doing. But but I almost didn't mind it because like then it makes the, the two like badass chicks like the leads. But like they're also so... Both of the female leads in this movie look identical, and they're both dressed like Steve Irwin. They um, made me uh, they made me uncomfortable because it reminds me of my aunt. My aunt looks like both of those ladies. Wait, your aunt on your mom's aunt, side? On my mom's side, my aunt Helen. She looks exactly looks like she still has the '80s hair and everything. It's like oh, so yeah. And now um, I've like seen your aunt naked. That's crazy. You've seen both, both my aunts naked. Oh my aunt number God. one and number yeah. Ugh. That's why I didn't. I think that was part of why I didn't like the toplessness. Was like I kept picturing my aunt. So. Yeah, there's something about the toplessness that is just generally repellent in a inexplicable way. Like I think it's because I don't think I ever heard you have ever heard you describe toplessness that way. That's why it's like yeah, it feels weird. I mean, like this movie stars many Playboy playmates. 
uh, apparently. They're like those. Uh, does it? I mean, I think it, I don't know if that's true. It does. It does. The the our our, our heroines in this movie were apparently Playboy playmates, oh, which is I think okay, why I could see that. Our that dad had a print of it. I feel like this is ex- I, there's it's, it's. Did our dad make this movie? Did we look to see if because I didn't the see guy the guy who dog. made this movie. The guy who made this movie uh, is in the movie. And is he the he, snake? He plays the lecherous Harvey Weinstein esque. Uh, oh God! The guy who's seen his comedic scene is where an actress says, "Last night you practically raped me." Yeah, and then he apologizes. I forgot. Yeah, and that seems like, oh, great. Baby, baby, I will never rape you again. Oh, That's look just, at these oh bazongas! Like nineteen eighties. It's the. Oof. But it's it's like more than that. It's just like it has it has like a Tommy Wiseau style uh, misunderstanding of what like the realm of acceptable conduct is. It seems to take place. You don't think it's just the eighties though? I think it's just I think it's just like <laughs> it, cocaine in the eighties, and that's what you, this is what guess, you get. But like, there's like the tone of the movie. At times, I'm like, again, is this a Tim and Eric type? Like, is it supposed to be funny? Because some parts. Oh, like See, the guy with like the guy with the bazooka. Every yeah, time he and, has a bazooka, and yeah. like and he like shoots a bazooka at a skateboarder, and you can see the guy hanging. It's a dummy hanging on uh-huh. a wire. And you can see it on fire. All right. Anyway, we're getting really far into this, but <laughs> yeah, like I haven't even explained what the, the movie's really about. So uh we start <laughs> we start on a yacht. And uh-huh. uh, it's a yacht that we'll see again at the end of the movie for some reason. And uh, that's oh, called bookending. It's when you you have the same image at, at the beginning and the end. It's really artsy. It's what, well, it's what art um, filmmakers do. The thing, the thing is that uh, the uh, the yacht. Okay, you know uh, the, there's a, a character in this. Now I find this kind of thing ridiculous, but he's a white man. With an Asian name, Mr. Chang. Yeah, and, that was up uh, that much. I find, you know, it makes me think of our good friend Mao and how he's a piece of shit. And just like Mao, uh, this movie's a piece of shit. So there's some real levels there. <laughs> yeah, fuck Mao. Uh, uh, fuck shit. Mao. And so I, I feel like um, <laughs> the the weird thing was that. I, I was scrolling through uh, the IMDb while I was taking a shit, and um, it <laughs> apparently the guy who plays Mr. Chang, who's like this really over the top, like Bond villain. Yeah, he's yeah. like a Bond villain mixed with with that Mrs. McGillicuddy. <laughs> like, Ooh, yeah, exactly. It's like it's yeah. like it's the kind of. Uh, from what I understand, he's a Kelsey Grammer in Money Plane kind of <laughs> over the top <laughs> sideshow Bob esque villain. Uh, and um, so, anyway, he in real life owns that yacht. So oh. he, the only reason that he that yacht is in the movie is because they cast that guy, which explains why he's in like five minutes in the movie and does <laughs> he's nothing. He's the Bond villain. Oh, also our main character's favorite movie is James Bond, as she says uh, oh, ninety times. Yeah, <laughs> right. There's all these allusions to James Bond, and it, it just brings up. It's like, is that what you were going for? <laughs> exactly. Is that what you? This is an ode to James Bond. Because it feels like an ode to like the A Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like anyway so like we have, we see giant tits 
the giant tits of we. This is that's what's really confusing. Thirty seconds, you see them. Is in this kind of trashy movie, if you have this like studly action hero and a lady who takes off her top, you would assume that we're going to follow this studly action hero, and that Uh lady who took off their top is just like a a side piece, a Bond girl who he like. Uh, Flip the script, hat. baby. Yeah, this is uh, a very feminist take on that, where it's like the topless lady is who we spend ninety <laughs> percent of our time with, and her other topless friend, and they're our heroes. Yeah, it's um, a feminist movie. That's what it is. That's what I would call it. Super sorry, feminist. I just dropped. Oh, that's weird. It's like a ring. I must what? have put it in my pocket. <laughs> it's engraved with the letter J. It's oh, like somebody's God. somebody's ring. Must, Did you just somebody's? You just found somebody's ring. Well, with it, must J on it? it must be dad's. It must be dad's. Julius. Julius. Why would it, yeah, it must be. You just I found just, it though. That's I just weird. found it today. Um, Is it still warm? Uh, it's got some red parts on it, which could be. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little stained. Do you uh, think maybe it's uh, okay? So back to your the good movie. friend Jimmy back Bones. To the, back was, to the movie. God damn, I forgot about that. Now I remember. God damn it. It's like the snake. I, keep, I always forget about the snake. So this movie and then he is, pops a, up is again. a real fun treat with lots of fun in it. Oh, and fuck. Uh, so... Um, so anyway, the movie is about uh, Rowdy Abilene, who's our hero. That's her name? No, that's the man's name. I don't oh. know. I forget what the, the female lead's name is. I just remember that our male lead's name is Rowdy. Rowdy and Jade. Uh, and, okay, so this opening scene, she's like, get in the water with me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you little scamp. Uh-huh. And then he, like, goes in for a kiss and a hug. But, it, like, every time, like, the woman takes her top off and then the guy will just hug her but uh, avoid the breasts. It's, it's very like, strange. It, it's, it's like... like you would expect him to make contact with the breasts at some point, but it seems like the, these breasts are just for display, and they're on display yeah. in every scene. That's what even, this movie is like, about. Even all the love scene was just like making out topless. Like, there's yeah, no. It was very soft core, uncomfortable, yeah. but a lot uh, more romantic than anything in Cutthroat Island. Well, the thing, yeah, that's true. But the thing is, like, they played like, and they always played like weird, soft music that made it seem like very, like, like uh dingy nice. like a, dingy. A, I mean like it felt like yeah it this movie if if the soundtrack has one thing in it's common like what, with any it's like artist it's, it's like what uh, it's James Taylor or like Kenny Loggins yeah, or some fucking shit weird. it's like really like it feels like elevator music. It's like But the really... love scenes were like what eighth graders think like having sex is. It's you know just what? like making I, out topless. I saw um I I saw a video recording um, on one of the movies in the obsolete technology room of a sex show in Amsterdam from when our dad went, uh-huh. and uh, it was exactly like that. It was so just, it's just like, making out topless. Yeah, it was just like a bunch of creepy dudes standing around That's the stage, weird. and on the, it was like a stripper stage, and then just two people dancing provocatively naked. It's um, like the it's like that other movie we watched, Be Here Now or whatever. It's like the ladies are just uh, hanging out in a pool. 
Was it? I don't know. Double what it was called. my pleasure. Yeah, it's like the same movie. It is. It's like, but why are these bad movies always like? God, I had two actresses with big tits, and uh, I, I can't have sex with them both unless I cast them both. But uh, neither of them doesn't want to be the lead, and I said they both could be. So that's it. They're sisters. That's the they're movie. sisters, they're and they're sisters. also spies. And they're and spies. They write a play. It took me about seventy-five to eighty percent of the way through the movie to understand what the premise was of uh, what so they were doing. Are they secret agents or not? So, so the movie basically is about secret agents who are on an undercover mission in Hawaii to try to stop. I don't know what their plan is, but they're like diamond smugglers. They basically have yeah. illegal diamonds. That's all we know. They're like yeah, bad they're dudes like with super Uzis. Super nice diamonds. Yeah, and they're like super nice diamonds that you want to pour into your loose hand while you're yeah. in a j- jacuzzi topless with, with your, with your friend. friend. Because, because if you know, if you're holding you priceless diamonds, the where you want to be is over a bubbling recycling <laughs> pit of water. Oh god, that reminds me of earlier. Um, uh, anyway, the Jesus. the movie uh, it's it's uh, it starts off with these two. It's a very racist against Asians movie, first of all, and it, yeah. it starts off. There's only two really Asian scenes in it, but otherwise, there's a lot of Asian inspired kung fu that is just handled in a very racist manner. But uh, it's also a very pro-weed movie in, in a weird way. Like, the second yeah. scene is two, I guess, native Hawaiian characters who speak in these, like, thick accents, and they're, like, corrupt cops. So it's just, like, a bad look for them right off the bat. And then these guys get horribly brutalized by a dude who I assumed would be our villain, but who only comes back later Shades? to be... Yeah, Shades, who gets murdered in the Wait, most why do you hilarious think, why, why way. Why is his name Shades? Because he wears shades all the time. <laughs> yeah, and also, that's, that's he's scary. a world-class Frisbee player, which does oh, yeah. come back. And it's super so important. Much. There's so much in this movie. So he gets, uh, at the end of the movie, he gets, our hero tricks him by throwing him a regular Frisbee, then receives the regular Frisbee back, uh-huh. then switches it out with a... Frisbee that is taped with razor blades on Uh it. Yeah, there's razor blades taped to it. And he throws that, and instead of catching it normally, he catches it with his hand and his face and is insta-killed by this deadly deadly frisbee. He kung loud. Yeah, kung loud, fatality. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty weird. Let's talk about the opening sequence, which is all of the cast's names on boxes. The best opening sequence of all time? It's like like the most... If if I'd seen it in a Wes Anderson film or a film school thing, I'd be like, this is great. But, like... Basically, we see all these boxes in what is a like island packaging warehouse facility, and all of the the cast's names appear you know, on real objects on the boxes. Yeah. But it's it basically just like <laughs> like it goes on for like six minutes. <laughs> it's I like, mean, it was the best all... part of the movie. I get why I, I, they, I, it goes on so long. So anyway, we get into this sticky warehouse comedy with these bumbling guys and this dude who works there who our... The, I think one of the craziest things was... So there's this weird dude who's like, oh, jeez, I gotta get the warehouse working. Like, that's his whole <laughs> character. And, like, for some reason, um, <laughs> I can't... Like, this movie has such a fucked up 
broken view of what the chain of command is, like uh, of any organization. But anyway, so this dude who runs the warehouse is also the head of their spy organization, right. I guess, which and is he also the DEA. Is like, it's like, like Charlie and the Charlie's Angels because he like kisses him on the mouth like right that, before that they was, go off. That was the part I wanted to bring up. So our buxom lead, who we've seen topless and making out with Rowdy in the uh-huh. opening scene, she when she arrives and sees this grumpy old warehouse worker dude kisses him like semi passionately on the mouth, to which yep. he responds with oh, "sheesh," oh, oh, and gives like the same look twice. He's like it's a, a comedic Paul F. Tom. Character, he's like not a real human, and like the. uh, I mean, there was rampant sexual harassment throughout this movie that like would get you uh, (laughs) fired or sent to jail. In in, right now, you don't even have to wonder what the auditions for this movie were like. They were just like every casting couch video on uh, Pornhub. That's what they are. Um, Anyway, so. Basically, but the, 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 the leads are women, so it's feminist. We're it's, fine. It's, I mean, it's more feminist than most of these type of it's movies, true. I guess. But like, it's just that's what makes it so complicated because it, it does have moments like the boxes where you're like, that's surprisingly clever for this movie. But right. then it has other stuff where it's like, okay, obviously it's intentionally corny here. But like, right. what's the tone? Is is it trying to be like Beverly Hills Cop? Because this is like late eighties. I, I think this is like eighty seven. Like, this is, like, I, at the point where it should know better. I mean, I mean, I think it's that thing where it's, like, it's the 80s, and you have money and cocaine, and nobody cares. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, you can make a fucking movie. I don't care. It's the 80s. Apparently, fu- this is the second movie in, like, a trilogy or something. No and, way. And, Seriously? And, like, the movies, oh. when we, we go... <laughs> we're, okay, so, both of the girls who work in the DEA, who's, like, our hero... The top, they're both topless. So, but it's it's the the one who's like older and more serious is like the more mature, the veteran DEA agent is like, wow, you got those movie posters for Miami Express. So and that was the movie that was that... one of those movies, and I think she's no in way. it too or something. That's so, so it's, funny. it's like really stupid. Um, but is it is it more stupid than seeing Star Wars figures in the background of Poltergeist and ET? I don't know. No. I don't know. It's basically the same thing. Um, yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It is not the same thing to be like, haha, We're such a cultural phenomenon. We can put our own movies in other movies, as opposed to, hey, if I put it in here, someone will buy it. You know, it's is like, that a real movie? I should go yeah. watch it right after this movie. Yeah, right. I kind of want to. Um, so anyway, the 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 what we assume to be the premise because it happens at like the premise point where something goes wrong and you know Superman has to come and save us I wish Superman Superman was in this movie it's the only thing it's missing Um, so okay this is this is a correct me if I'm wrong but what happens is um, some guys are being clumsy on a forklift Uh or something and like the forklift sign rips off a sign that says danger contaminated on a live snake Correct. In a cage, in a That's cage correct. that has bars big enough for it to conceivably bite someone through. Anyway, the so at this island again. This is a movie about secret agents. So like at this island courier or like delivery business. It's basically the plot of Disney's Tailspin. Now that I'm thinking right. about it, yeah, it's Tailspin. So, so they're like a plane delivery business for islands, and they. But but that's not their real job. 
if they Blue, all... like, was always showing his dick, it's like Tailspin. Uh, Blue was always showing his tits, right? He, I, no, he wore a shirt in that one. <laughs> he wore a shirt. Uh, I, I bet this dude, this dude who made it, uh, I think it's Andy Sedaris or something, uh, not to be confused with the great David Sedaris or the great Amy Sedaris, uh, but uh, older brother, older creepier brother. I mean, I could see that in some <laughs> hilarious, like weird comic thing. But like, uh, it's like, ah, if you get the most talented people, you get the least one too. Um, but uh, it's 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 spelled differently. But anyway, anyway. Um, I'm getting way off track, but like, there's the whole point is that this movie has this crazy contaminated snake. Who yeah. our warehouse worker boss character is like, this snake got contaminated. It's not just a regular like dangerous snake. It was no. it's, it's dangerous er because it's contaminated by rats with cancer. Right. Because that's how cancer spreads, I guess, is you I get guess bitten by a did, rat. I mean, I got diphtheria from a rat, so that's true. I mean, it's that's true. it's possible that I could become a snake. I mean, for all mm, I know, I don't, I don't know if that. So I yeah, bet, that, if the that's movie what science tracks out. Um, but then I would be dead in thirty six hours. I love that. It's like a self resolving snake too. They're like, okay, so this snake is only going to be a threat for thirty six hours, then it will uh, explode. But, but what I, a thirty six hours! What a thirty six hours where it appears twice in the movie uh, because it <laughs> looks. I kept forgetting it, about it. It looks so crummy that they just can't. You gotta figure out something else for this movie. Yeah, right. So it's about tits now. It's just about tits. But yeah, um, no. So yeah, then they they miss. There's two snakes. I guess right? yeah, that's my point. So like, instead of it being like, <laughs> oh no, this snake went to the wrong place or something, or like uh-huh. we thought, you know, something happened that caused the snake to become contaminated in the thing. The mix-up is that. No, they were supposed to have the contaminated snake all yeah. along. It was supposed to be in their open air facility. No big deal. No one yeah. wearing gloves. It's contaminated, which means With you cancer. think it would be in a sealed container or already dead or something. But sure. anyway, they got the contaminated snake mixed up with the non-contaminated, non-contaminated snake. snake. It's, and, old, you know, it's classic. It always happens. It doesn't really up. track with the exposition in the movie because uh, younger... Uh, uh, For for clarity's sake, let's refer to them as DEA chick, and the younger one I feel like is the informant because that's her backstory. She was like, because like that's so basically the two female leads, the DEA chick is like the badass hero, and the informant is her like young spunky sidekick who loves James Bond, who loves James Bond. And is also heard uh, to say, we're carrying a snake. We've never had a snake on the island before. And it's like, I don't know what that means. Does <laughs> she mean in the wild? Or, I yeah, know. I feel like that's all you would find. Or sea snakes, at least around. Like, I don't understand. But anyway, they get the wrong snake. The forklift knocked the thing off. And this is a big thing. So anyway, they're, they're a courier. <laughs> they're Okay, so she's a DEA agent. And... Her partner is now not a DEA agent. They make a big point of that at the end of the movie. So she's the the informant. Uh, her sidekick is not a DEA agent. She is a an informant for some sort of gang activity and was put into the witness protection program and given a new life in Hawaii uh-huh. as a 
courier from Molokai uh, Cargo, and her <laughs> handler is a DEA agent. I don't right. know why that would be handled by the DEA and not the FBI, but... Uh, <laughs> Who's her handler? Instead of just checking up on her, lives with her in a beach bungalow house, and sure. they both work for Molokai Cargo and report to the guy who runs Molokai Cargo. <laughs> and there's even a point where they reference the fact that they're like doing a really good job running the cargo facility, and yeah. it's just like, I don't think you're doing your job as a, an, a secret agent. If like, oh, it's just so frustrating. It doesn't make any sense. Like they. It, it, I took. It took me so long. I was like, "Oh wait, yeah." I mean, you so explained they, it, and it's still like that's correct. But I don't. It doesn't like. Does what you just say? Like, do you feel like you have some clarity now? <laughs> I have no <laughs> clarity. I have no. I feel more confused because, like, I thought I got it, and I was like, "Okay, I'll explain it like this," and then I don't got it no more. So nope. Ter- Taryn is the. Uh, the sidekick, the spunky sidekick, and the first time we see her is is like another example of casual nudity because she comes running up, and like I was so confused because I didn't know there would be two almost identical, like five years apart blonde you ladies. You really liked in the movie, movie when we first started it. Well, like, I thought me. I was really excited in the beginning, yeah. and uh, I I think it, at some point. Um, I just like got exhausted writing down things that we could talk about, and then I just eventually just gave myself over to the movie and just like watched it, and uh, it broke my soul. Sure, <laughs> it, it broke. It broke my spirits a little bit. It, uh, uh, I hurts. thought I have I have something of a thing for busty women, and this movie broke that in me. So I don't know wow. if this is going to change things for me I'd in the future. The day. I, I, never thought I, I, I don't would... think I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll just. Maybe I'll just go on uh, Nia's uh, OnlyFans for a bit, and I'll, it'll yeah. come back. Um, but uh, I uh, anyway, so the, this is like a big point in the movie that <laughs> the contaminated sign falls off this thing because, like, it's super important. The contaminated and then sign they throw a blanket onto the other <laughs> snake. That was another part. Like. But the, there's like the a, a special cage? zoom in on the fact that the contaminated sign falls off, which is yeah. only really explained later as that's why it's confusing. Like we know it's an evil snake; it looks like an evil puppet. Like we get we get that it's bad. Uh, anyway, so we so we cut to we cut to uh, the DEA agent and Taryn, her sidekick, and Taryn runs up. And she's like, wow, you better, you got to keep yourself in shape. And they're like both perfectly in shape and also like beautiful ladies. And so then Taryn's like, I'm going to take a shower well, casually while we're talking and just gets topless. And this happens yeah. like all the time in the movie. Anytime a woman, like 10% of the time in real life might be topless in that situation, she's 100% topless. topless in this movie Even, as soon as possible. Uh, like, to jump ahead, even like the end of the movie, the scenes like where you introduce the actors, they're all topless. <laughs> like the ending credits scene, they're all topless. It's like they went back to all the scenes I, where they were topless. I was, that's when I was like, when I saw that, I was like, so is it a joke? Like how much of this know. is a joke? I thought, I was like, did you edit these credits, Brian? Did you go? <laughs> did you like, oh, this, this is the part of the movie yeah, I this remember. This is all a joke. I'm playing on you to distract you. I was um, so confused. I've never seen, like, if I'd be like, like, 
Oh, mom, look, I was in a movie. Look, here I am in the credits. There's my name next to my tits. That's like... Oh, ha ha, you showed me topless for the 14th time. For the 14th Andy. time. There's other times where you could just There's introduce the actresses. Like, 40% uh. of this movie takes place at this, like, restaurant, um, which is insane. And the chick who works there, Edie, who is the, I guess, pseudo-girlfriend of... Man, what's his name? Jade, who's like... The Jade, biggest who we, who we meet and immediately does a racist Chinese accent. He's like the biggest weeb in in weeb history. Yeah. He loves Japan. He made up that he, name. He's like the first one, I think. Yeah, he's like a dude with like a long ponytail, but he's a white Anglo guy like Mao, but he loves Japanese <laughs> stuff instead of it's just it's stupid, but yeah, he does a racist. It's a very racist against Asians movie, which I 100% did not appreciate. But it's racism doesn't stop there. So we'll get What's to that. Your 80s racism where it's just like uh, oh, it's funny huh? yeah, he doesn't right. sound like us anyway uh, the uh, <laughs> um, I uh, what, the scene take there's actually some interesting shots in this movie of since they work for this plane cargo company that of our female leads flying planes, or at least yeah. driving them around the tarmac and appearing to be about to take off, and these I was women legitimately are, women are very talented. With like, yeah, they've, I was legitimately worried we were going to see a JFK Jr. during this movie, wow, and they were just going to use it because no, they, have it, they have their instruments rating. They, okay. yeah. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, so they fly around for about six minutes. We see a tracking shot of a plane for about six or seven minutes. And they play the title theme song of the movie, which goes, It's a hot ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. And the this weird is, thing is you could put in like the Jurassic Park movie, like music <laughs> over that, and it would be the same same shots, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, it's like the opening pirate ship shots of Cutthroat Island. Beautiful yeah, tracking all, shots. Yeah, it's um, beautiful shots. Can't shot. go wrong with beautiful islandry. Uh, islandry? Oh, that's not a word. Yeah, that's a word. Uh, it is now. Islandry. Um... Let me come to your Animal Crossing island and check your islandry. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, very good oh, islandry. wonderful islandry, my dear. <laughs> um, so, uh, we should release it. Uh, that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> Beautiful islandry, my dear. And it's, and it's just islands that look like tits, and then it's got like a <laughs> DEA agent laying in the water. Uh, uh, yeah, that is a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Alright, so, anyway, um, Hard Ticket to Hawaii has its own theme song that sort of spoils what happens in the movie, because at this point, nothing's really going wrong. Movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're like, it seems nice, but stuff was about to go wrong. <laughs> and it's like, what <laughs> the fuck? Stop telling me what's going to happen. It's like, yeah, it's like if in the Jurassic Park scenes, they would be like, oh, this is exciting. We will see some dinosaurs, but then later Nedry will be eaten. It's like, okay, well, I, I don't need to I don't need to know now. that. Uh, yeah, is this the trailer? Like, what are you... Um, anyway, so uh, the, since they're a cargo company, they're taking a couple honeymooners out to the island because who just love nature at its purest. Um, and uh, those yeah, people are a travel are, agency too. I, mean, I, I guess. And 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 they aren't taking them to a resort. Uh, they just they literally take these 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 civilian tourists out to an island, get in a deadly gunfight, or a ninja star fight, excuse me, and yeah. leave them to die, which they do. 
uh, spoiler alert, they're eaten by the giant snake 45 no. minutes later. No, don't ruin uh, the movie for yeah. people. <laughs> while while the two guys, while the guy and his his new wife are like taking boardwalk photography, pinup photography on on Polaroids, just just so when they find the bodies later, they're like, "What did this?" and they can hold up the Polaroid right. and show the snake perfectly in frame. Glad I took this as it was killing me. Um, that was but, like, uh, and that lady wasn't topless for some reason, which was strange. Yeah, she probably had. Uh, she was a real actress. She was probably married to somebody or something. I don't know. <laughs> he just couldn't. He couldn't. She was probably it. the lead, and then she said she wouldn't didn't yeah. want to do topless, and they made yeah, her not yeah, the yeah. lead anymore. <laughs> um, Ugh. Anyway, so at that okay, so that this is where we meet Mr. Chang, who's a white man. Uh, like Mao, and he's on his yacht, and he, and he doesn't have a cat that he strokes, which is weird. But he, sh- he does like have he a should. cane and a small mustache. Yeah, and he—he's uh, almost there. He—we don't know the context of this. Like so much of this movie only makes sense, and I mean sense very loosely later. And like they show you these things as if you've already seen the movie. So you're supposed like, to know. You're supposed, you're supposed to be familiar to, with this, the, um, movie. the world's richest man watching a toy helicopter fly away is supposed to have some like <laughs> evil significance, but like to <laughs> us it just looks like a dude with the toy helicopter. So our our female uh, leads, uh, Taryn and the DEA lady, are <laughs> are just gallivanting around the island, and they're sexually harassed by a toy helicopter, which I thought for sure was going to go ooga and right. like bug its eyes out at them. But um, <laughs> it lands near them, and its door pops open, and they just reach inside and grab diamonds out of it, of little diamonds. containers of diamonds. But they lo- they lose one. That's important, I think, for something. And uh, it comes back. It does. Honest. It does. But I don't know. It sort of does. It's so stupid. Excuse me. Anyway, so these two thugs show up who are like goons for like the island drug lord or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, they got the diamonds!" And they say, "You get in a fight with them." Uh, our hero reaches into her sexy cowboy boots and pulls out a loose throwing star yep. that was just against her bare skin in her boot, and Seems just throws dangerous. it and throws it directly into the heart of this pudgy guy who had been like riding an ATV around. <laughs> And so so many people receive life-altering injuries and then walk away from them in this movie. Yeah, those guys are just fine. They're fine later. Yeah, they're just around the entire movie. Yeah. Um, And when those guys watch, they watch our heroes fly away. Our heroes fly away, not warning the honeymooners. They just ditch them on the island with the murderers. And one of the henchmen falls to his knees and says, I dread facing Seth empty-handed. And oh it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah! Why did they kneal? <laughs> yeah. Why did they fall to their knees? I love that line. So it was they, like uh, so good. They almost get murdered, and that's when they go back to the jacuzzi and check out the diamonds, and and they're topless again, of course. But and they're like, they don't even think to report this shit. And it's like, who do they report it to? The guy Dixon at the the old craggy guy at Molokai Cargo, or like <laughs> Rowdy? All the characters seem to like. Mm. All, only talk to each other when they can. It's a very pre-cell phone movie where it's, it's just, like nobody's like reporting any shit to anybody. Right. I mean, that's government agencies for you. They just don't. They don't. They're all convoluted. They don't know what they're doing. They're just yeah, making fuck up that as they Secret go Service guy. When did he? Yeah, oh my god. Like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. If you're listening, don't listen to the the episode before this Secret Service guy because nothing happened. 
Um, what, we have to delete that episode, Brian. Yeah, we got to put it out. We got we got new content every week. We're just gonna make sure that everyone knows it was all just a bit, so nothing happened, um, and um, nothing happens because nothing happened if nothing happens. So nothing happened. That's I mean, if you keep you saying s- it, maybe it'll come true. Nothing maybe you just keep saying nothing it's happened. A, many it'll come people true. are saying nothing happened. So. Who is saying nothing happened? Many, right? everyone I've heard from about it. So I mean, me, that's, I'm most saying of our something happened. on iTunes saying nothing happened. So that's good. Well, those aren't good reviews. I'm sorry. Uh, well, that, that's not how my cognition chooses to deal with it. You're just uh, in such crazy mm, fucking denial about everything. Mm, you're just, you you're making it. Okay. So anyway, back in this movie, um, uh, it was great. It was a good movie. Um, <laughs> that's that uh, was a great movie. No, it wasn't. Uh, listen, so anyway, uh, we cut to finally we start getting into the real meat of this movie. This is where my soul started to break, which is the, uh, the scenes at the, this restaurant, which is a really nice looking restaurant on the island or whatever, but it's just so boring and it's just all seems like we're seeing everybody in an acting classes, like workshop scenes, like one after another. Also, like, like, he just, the, the main guy, the host or whatever, or the manager, just oh is like, my God. such a, like, as far as, like, sexual harassment goes, there's a lot of it, but he is. He's the worst, He's dude. the worst at, he's and, the worst. And, he should, at least later, our heroes get up in his face, and they're like, ha you have a small dick. It's smaller than your nose, bitch. Yeah. And, like, that was pretty funny, but, like, I, <laughs> I genuinely was surprised by that. I was like, that was pretty good for this movie. Again, that was pretty good. That was, like, there a line from things Archer. like that where you're like, hey, that was... I like right. that. It seems like this movie is kind of like a dementia patient who is like sentient and like aware of what's going on ten percent of the time, and like when it when it's aware in that Jesus. way, uh, it it's very genuinely shocking. It's like it's still you. You're still a human like the rest of us. Uh, not Jesus to say that dementia Christ. patients aren't human, uh, but you know what I dark, mean. They just have this. I get it. You understand. Um, just a metaphor. So if you're going through that in your own life, just tell yourself you're not. That's what I'm doing. Oh, and um, so, um, so anyway, uh, we meet this this like proto Weinstein-y character, and uh, it really just goes to show you how long casting catch jokes have been going on with no rebuking up until me nope. too. Because yeah. this guy basically is like, oh, baby, we, you know, you should come over. Why'd you leave so soon? She's like, you fucking raped you me. tried to rape me. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and it's played for laughs. Because then, like, a lady with huge tits comes over and he's like, oh, I'll have a pair of coffee. And Jesus I was like, okay, Christ. that's a pretty funny line, but no more rape jokes, movie. What is fucking wrong with you? Um, it was the 80s. 80s cocaine, everything was everything, everything was fine. <laughs> I love the character Seth too, who becomes like a Jason-like unkillable movie villain later in the movie. Shot in the face, but, just yeah, fine. He's fine, yeah. Uh, so he he has his henchman sense because like, he's seated in the corner with no view of the beach, and the beach out clearly out the window behind him, and he just senses that his henchmen are coming and walks out to meet them at the same time. And so he ins- they're like, oh, we lost the diamonds, boss. And he says to them the greatest line in movie history, if brains were bird shit, you'd uh-huh. have a clean cage. Yep. I thought he said, wait, I thought he said brains were bird shit, you had a clean brain. I guess I wrote it down wrong. No, Mine's, you'd have a clean my... cage. God, that's so good. And it's like, thank you? Do I want a clean cage? I guess not in this analogy, right? But it's just if, so fucking No, because if bad. your brain was bird shit, 
Do we melt his hot heart with a cool island song? That's what it feels like to me. No, because his um, brain. If your brain is bird shit, that's bad. But yeah, if you clean bad. the cage, that's good. So, so he's complimenting them. I don't know. I'm confused. He problem. doesn't know. It just sounded. He just said. Um, it, he said it in such a way that was threateningly, and he's like, "Oh." So like geez. three hours into this movie, our hero Rowdy arrives on the island for some homoerotic racism. This is when he starts to fight, and we get the Sushi Man scene in which they're like, "Sushi Man's coming," and uh-huh. Sushi Man arrives. With a sandwich, sandwich, and there's a note inside the sandwich, which they place back in the sandwich and then and burn. Then burn. Yeah, you gotta burn the sandwich. You can't, <laughs> we are uh, weebs. We only eat Asian shit. Why didn't the sushi man bring sushi? Uh, I, I was, I for sure thought that the sushi man was gonna be a terrible racist yeah. caricature. He's just and some I'm guy. glad, surprisingly, that he was not. <laughs> um, so. There's whenever there are two like it's like there's two guys and two girls and they're almost never together at the same time. Um, it's just but when like, they are together, oh boy, oh yeah, chemistry. Am I right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you can cut that chemistry with a chainsaw. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, basically, anytime any of the two leads of the same gender are oh, going to get in trouble about this one are together. Are uh, they are just casually sexualizing the other two? Yep. They're like, so how's his cock size? If <laughs> not that specifically, <laughs> but it's basically Jesus. that. Also, they get attacked by a henchman wearing a silk a silk stocking on his face, who seems uh-huh. to be in great pain while he's wearing it, completely uncomfortable, and delivering his lines as if he is at the. It reminds me of a Pat Oswalt bit. He just seems like he is only at. <laughs> He's only in this movie because he's trying to avoid the cops, and it's a good cover. And he's, like, constantly looking over his shoulder. He has this (laughs) delivery, like, I'm actually under arrest any minute now. Um, IRL, this isn't a joke. Yeah, I've done some bad shit. I'm one of the actual (laughs) gang members this movie is about. Um, So, at some point, the snake is released and gets off near their house, and that's great. Um... But, Can we talk uh, about the best scene of the movie, though? What? When she shoots the, him in the face, and he's just, and they're just like... Oh, sorry, oh. sorry, sorry. Second best scene of the movie. The, she the shoots skateboard. Him. The skateboard fight oh, would God, be the best scene. The skateboard scene. Is, is definitely, I think, the standout scene of the movie, because it's so random. It's like, I don't even know at what point uh, Rowdy and uh, Jade it's show up. It's when they're up. coming to the parking lot to leave the jeep they had i guess <laughs> so they show up and they're driving down a barren road and a dude on a skateboard comes up and he's skateboarding upside down he's doing a handstand on a skateboard yeah yeah and, and, go, and whoa this guy's high on weed crazy <laughs> and there's this running gag that rowdy our main character can't shoot guns unless it's with a bazooka yeah <laughs> you can't shoot a moving target unless it's with a bazooka um and so he basically, I don't know why, but he shoots the, they hit the dude with their car, and then they shoot him with the bazooka, because the, the hit with the car makes him fly in the air. Like, but you, uh, you forget that he, he, they see the skateboard guy, he, the skateboard guy passes them and goes to a car, gets a blow-up doll for some reason, <laughs> yeah, to hide my, his weapon, like, I think. That was when I'm like, so is this movie a joke? Because yeah. what is happening right now? Why does no, he so have he, a blow-up doll? He gets the blow-up doll to hide his weapon, I think, oh but then God. Jade and Rowdy notice it, but he shoot, they, they shoot the guy with the, the bazooka, but then they also shoot the blow-up doll with the bazooka, which is like so insane and silly. 
And when he and dies, you can see the wire that he's hanging from. It's, it's so, so pathetic. It's so stupid. But, like, that's a bit. Like, you shoot the blow-up doll, that's such a... That's like a... Isn't that, like... That's clearly a bit. Like, they thought it was right. funny. Like, it's there's so a ton weird. of stuff in this movie that I think the main guy thinks is funny. And that's yeah. what I was like... Even if this is supposed to be funny, I think it's really failed in an outrageous way. <laughs> so, like, yeah. it's worth talking about, even if it is supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. Like, it's really inappropriate. Yeah. Um, so there's this long scene by this guy who's like Billy Bob and he works for a sports network. And oh, God, yeah. No, it's no, it's Jimmy John. It's Jimmy, Jimmy John, John James Jimmy or something. And so Jimmy John's. He, he gives this long speech about pills that give you iridescent green and yellow urine. Vitamins. And I was like, he loves vitamins. Right. And like it's this it totally has nothing to do with the movie except Taryn is dating this horrible dude. It's yeah. totally terrible. Um, <laughs> it's totally terrible and, and, with Taryn. <laughs> and the uh, the button on that scene is two guys being like, "Man, I sure love soul food." Back yeah, to my milkshake. That's what he what says. What? what? So anyway, Honey. there's this woman with a gravelly voice who is snooping on the phone lines. Oh, um, I love that part because yeah. it's like it's a rotary phone, but there's a cord. There's a hole on the other side. It's like. <laughs> You guys are spies, and you don't notice that this is like <laughs> clearly for spying. Like she no uses other a phone suction can... cup. It's like tin can technology. No to other phone in. looks like this. There's no. Also, isn't she just picking up the receiver and listening at the end of the day? I think so. Yeah, I mean, that's like, all she's doing. Who cares? <laughs> so um, stupid. Anyway, at at some point in the movie, that woman with the gravelly voice, who it seems at first might be a trans character, is revealed to be another evil secret double agent. Yeah. Who just happens to be a convincing drag queen? Yeah, she actually looked. I mean, she looked good. She I looked thought. insanely good compared to how lame she looked as a regular chick. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is like yeah, it was like. Drag race. Did, did the director good. find her as like the queen of some drag show? Because uh-huh. she seems. It seemed like impeccable. Like because I always thought 1980s drag queens were like. They were like they didn't look that good, but man, no, she, she looked uh, like as good as any like uh, any I don't know, drag, drag race, yeah, yeah kind, kind of person. Like, they, but it seemed like if she hadn't started talking, I don't think I would have ever noticed Same. that, I that noticed. this because like I didn't because they don't what give that have away. Given away was later. that she was never topless, and I think that's what happens, right? <laughs> Like she right, walks in right. and the because lady's topless. Another topless lady is like, yeah. "You need to work out so you can get your tits more, tits, tits, tits." <laughs> Just like in a normal woman conversation, and, You're like, and why is like, this lady showing her tits? <laughs> the 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 drag queen character is like, "Ha ha ha, she's gone. I'm a man now," and it's yeah. like this weird twist, so uh, weird. which is actually one of the most effective parts of the movie for me. I was like, "That was great," because like I I suspected it, but I wasn't sure. I didn't think that was what was good. It was such a transformation. I was like, well, this is crazy. You, you suspected because you had, she wasn't topless ever. That's really yeah. like, oh. Yeah. That's weird. Um, but the nightclub bullshit really dragged me down. I was like, where's the fucking snake? Um, that kept happening. I kept forgetting about the snake. And then, like, they kept bringing it back, like, every 20 minutes. Like, oh, don't forget. Here's this little puppet. the 20-minute sex scene on the beach with Taryn and Jimmy John? And yeah, the music sounds like the, making out. Yeah. It's like the starting area from Kingdom Hearts. They're just hanging out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like elevator, nondescript. Like also, Kenny another G. good line. Ordinarily, I'm not this easy. But like, I don't even yeah, think they had right. sex. They just sort of made out for hours. Citation <laughs> needed on that claim. 
Uh, anyway, Jade has a long rat tail. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Um, at some point, I wondered if the insane amount of tits and violence is like, is this what Trump sees when he closes his eyes? It kind of felt that way. Um, there's there was a really cool camera in this movie that was like a Sony Handycam Sports. If anyone has that, I want it. Um, and there's a point where she, where our hero uh, says, "Let me put down these binoculars so I can use your camera to zoom in." Also, does this thing zoom in? It's like the weirdest moment in the movie. And and that scene where there's uh, just fat sumo wrestlers slapping each other in the foreground oh, yeah. while the ladies talk, and it's like, who thought a cl- extreme close up on their man tits was a good idea? Like this is I mean, why it's just sumo is shot opportunity. wide. I mean, you know, I, you start yeah, well, you start filming topless people. You just you're, you that's like, and that's all the director tells you to do. I mean, you're going to do it instinctively. I think at some point. <laughs> I love I love the scene on uh, once once the male heroes suddenly get. I, I mean, there's a lot that happens. I, I thought the the craziest thing to me is it takes forever, forever, forever for the. Uh, male leads to actually show up on the islands. Oh yeah, and, and, so with, weird. and when they do, there's not even a scene where they're like happy to see each other. We just cut to them all together in a house, like playing with guns, and it was yeah. like, oh, so they're just not even, okay. Great, I would think well, this I mean, would be a bigger deal. The whole movie was about it. Okay, fine, it just happens. Well, they're all. I mean, they, all the actors are together doing cocaine most of the day anyway. So right, it's like... right. They're just off camera. Can't see them. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're constantly together, so it was no big deal. They're, these these people are real world best friends. Um, <laughs> it uh, has the same problem with Cutthroat Island, though. Where like the last thirty minutes, that's supposed to be like the action sequence, are the most boring. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, I agree with that. Although I do like the snake stuff at the end. That's I like the snake stuff. That's, stuff. I like that. But like the well, other, like when they're actually before, fighting the, the Before that, when Edie gets kidnapped and everything, that's yeah. when I start I stopped caring. I think the point where I stopped caring was the press conference. It's like Jimmy John's big scene. It makes so no, So it makes many characters no that come out of nowhere. They're just insane. Right. So there's a scene where the scene only exists for it to be Jimmy John's big break. Jimmy John has no reason to be in this movie. It's his big break is like a one-off interview for the Southern Football Network, um, and for whatever reason, his interviewees, the football players, are drinking hard alcohol, and one of them says the N-word on yeah. the recording, uh, and it's treated like a career-ending injury for for Jimmy, even though he didn't say the N-word, and the person who said the N-word was African American. So, like, even if it was an FCC thing, like, it doesn't quite track that it would be. It didn't, Jimmy didn't. Jimmy didn't say it. He didn't like, say it. And like, I don't understand why it was uh, why it was Jimmy's why it was Jimmy's fault. But I did feel supremely uncomfortable at this oh, movie. Yeah. Had a very pointed N-word scene for no reason in it. That's the that's point where I, was to say the N-word. Yeah, and, that's and get away what with made it. it uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. It seemed like again another choice that was just like if we get black guys stupid. to say it, it's okay. Yeah, it that felt was the, like. It felt like maybe a proto Tarantino uh, <laughs> exactly. thing, uh, very uncomfortable. And then, like speaking of Tarantino, the rapey Weinstein guy runs in. And he's like, "Oh, Jimmy, a big break." He's like, "Aren't you like a TV producer? Like, I don't understand what your role in this is." I'm just like, a big guy who sometimes uh, touches people. People hate he's it. A- like, are we supposed to care about the plight of the rapist and the dude who's... You're supposed to I, care about the plight of white men, Brian. That's I what guess, you're supposed to care about. I guess. 
Uh, it's hard to do that. It's hard to do that uh, these days. Uh, very hard to do that. Um, that's why I'm glad I have a bunker to hide away from them, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, so yeah, the ending is this long action sequence where a waitress from the restaurant gets kidnapped. It's Jade's girlfriend, I guess. They go to rescue cares? her. There's a, there's, a, there's a kung fu fight. And... I, I and this is where I started to think this movie is sort of like um, a person where if you met them at a bar and spent 15 minutes with them, it might be fun. But if yeah. you spend an hour and a half with them, it's just like the worst right. night of your life. You're like you, you're like, hey, yeah, let's go back to your house and hang out, and then it's like never they just go start, with this person they, to they a second They never let location. you leave. Yeah. they never let you leave. They show you fucking all this weird anime that you don't want to watch, <laughs> and then it's like. <laughs> You're trying to leave. Are you talking about going to Nat the babysitter's house? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that. She doesn't like anime. She I'm likes board pretty games. sure she does. It's no. all the same. It's all the she same. She doesn't have a TV. She doesn't have a TV. Uh, she's one of those she's people. She's one of those. Yeah. Uh, you still went to her house. Uh, bring it up so, again, Brian. Let's, yeah, bring, okay. let's bring up things, let's bring let's, up things uh, that, uh, from the let's past. Let's focus on the movie. Let's the focus on the past. movie. No, so, sometimes no. things pop up every 20 minutes that I forget about. Speaking like of the snake. pop up, the snake pops out of the toilet. That's the big reveal of the movie. Is That, that is the, that's uh, the, second, that's the best the, scene in the, the movie. The best scene in the movie is uh, after a big fight with Seth in her house, uh, our lady lead hero... She uh, sits down next to the toilet to wipe her face and tits, and uh, <laughs> you can just hear the director off to the side. Don't forget to wipe your tits. There's sweat there too. He's and not even. He's that character he's playing is just himself. Yeah, like it's he's just not. Him. Uh, he's like maybe if I make fun of myself a little bit, I can get away with it. It's yeah. like eh, I don't know. It doesn't quite work. Um, because the shit you're saying otherwise, like if it was just one thing, maybe you could do that. Like if he just loved tits, he's basically and the rest he's of the movie basically just like, confessing his what he's what he's done. It seems like it was like his way of like this is his Robert Durst bathroom confessional <laughs> of a movie. Exactly. This is or or uh, it's his Woody Allen's Manhattan. Uh, oh, he's just him examining. I don't think yeah, he's as like, evil as Woody Allen, but he's pretty good. <laughs> That yeah, guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, right. Um, uh, I love the one of my favorite moments in the movie is is during the the iconic uh, frisbee scene where the guy is murdered with a frisbee. Uh, he's like, "Let me put down my Uzi so I can throw this frisbee better." And like Rowdy, Rowdy shows up and uses some woman as a cover. And Rowdy's like again, ostensibly the boyfriend of our female lead, who we spent a majority of the time with. So like, if you're rooting for anyone, you're kind of rooting for her. They're she's all poly, like, dude. They're all poly. But, but he's like. He talks to this woman for 10 seconds and he's like, hey, you got a great ass. Yep. And it just makes him seem like an asshole. It's like, why are we revealing Rowdy kind of sucks? We're at this critical moment. Yep. Anyway, a snake. She says, you know what she says though? She says, you too, cowboy. That's what she <laughs> says. <laughs> See, women can give it as good as they get. That's, uh, that's what they're trying to uh, say. So anyway, our, our hero gets in this long fight. Uh, with Seth, and Seth is this unkillable killer. He, she shoots him in the face. He lives. He's like, it was just a flesh wound, and uh, she stabs him a million times. She grabs a knife, 
uh, to stop him, like grabs the blade of a knife to stop him in a very freaky scene. And, and the whole last scene, I think, is actually when Seth is stalking her and stuff. I'm like, see, this is what I wish this movie was. Is like Brian De Palma. Like Brian De Palma is a creep too, but at least he does like insane and like the cross dressing thing. He stick to one and, story instead of nine. And like the weird camera stuff. Like it, a lot of the cheesiness is now. I'm like, this is like what a really bad version of Dress to Kill would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway. She sits down next to the toilet. She's like, wow, I beat the bad guy. And this this toilet starts to steam blue smoke, and the snake explodes out of it, like yep. in all of my childhood fears. And It's like uh, those snakes, the spring snakes. That's what it was. Yeah. And it and she's like, holy shit. It's like the first time she shows emotion in the movie, really, is her freaking out at the giant snake. None of the other threats of murder. I kind of like that as a character choice, though. She's like, uh, all the gunfights and kung fu fights, I'm normal with that. But she's a like, snake? Gross! Um, and so... She she decides that Seth is starting to get back up because he's Jason. She clearly forgot the snake was in the movie too and was actually surprised. <laughs> and she's like, "What's that puppet? What's going on? Shouldn't the movie be over by now?" <laughs> um, Can I put a shirt on for God's sake? So the snake gets loose, attacks Seth, and kills him. Finally, then Rowdy shows up, bursting through the wall with a motorcycle and so shoots dope. the bazooka at the snake's head, and it makes a very small, pathetic explosion and knocks only the snake's head off. Um, he uses so then, that bazooka like it's like the dangerous. He uses it way too like way too close range. <laughs> he never loads it. It's just always ready to go. Those PVC I guess it's a, pipes. It's yeah. a four. It's a four. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Shot bazooka. There's four. It holds four. Rounds. I guess you could do like an RPG like that, but I just felt weird. I don't know. It was weird. Um, but uh, yeah, at one point they shoot. Isn't this in the movie? I'm having like a memory lapse now. <laughs> they shoot down a fucking helicopter with the bazooka, yep. and they're like, "That That's was real. just like in that James Bond movie." Uh, yep. and, and it's like, "What the fuck?" Um, so anyway, the snake dies, and you're like, "Great movie over." But then they all go into a limo with Jimmy John and go to Mr. <laughs> Chang's office, and they get into a really stupid fight with him, where they chop yeah. him up and push him out a window, and they and our hero, the lady, the DEA agent, shoots Mr. Chang. And uh, has this giant magnum that's like played for laughs compared to uh, Rowdy's tiny gun. It's right. just like, what is this movie? Is this lethal weapon or a loaded weapon? I can't tell what the fuck they're trying to do. And so uh, he's like, thanks for shooting him for me, babe. I would have probably missed. And like, that's the end of the movie. And then they show all the actresses topless Ooh, one last time. Again. Right. Just just in case you forgot, here they are topless again. So, so, uh, so that, was a, that was a pretty eventful movie. How would you, you rate it out of 10 there, Jack? Compared to say? the movies we watched or yeah, compared to everything how, else in cinema? On a, pain, on a pain scale, where would you put it of, of like the most painful to least painful of these movies? I would movies? put it at the least painful. I think it's like, I mean, it's a 10 out of 10 if we're comparing to the four other movies we watched because those were all... Infuriating. This movie was a little less infuriating until the end when I got bored. But I wasn't like. Yeah, I, it was. It was. Uh, it was like it was bad. It was still like it was a bad movie, but it was entertaining and it wasn't like boring necessarily. I don't like, want to watch it again, but I kind of want to watch I Am Here Now again. I don't know why, uh, but that, I find see, that's insane. I You're find insane. Neil Breen to be delightful. 
to be fascinating. And, yeah, he's he, that's that's like I don't find the guy who made this to be fascinating oh, at no, all. No, 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 I get that. Uh, but Neil Breen's like I don't know a serial killer or something. That's very he interesting. has to be. He's a or he uh, actually is an, an alien. That's yeah, exactly. He's it's, it's all autobiographical. <laughs> but uh, um, <laughs> why don't these corrupt politicians get it? I'm trying to tell the truth. Wouldn't that be depressing if Neil Breen was the second coming and we all missed it and we're like that was what you were going for? That's what Jesus looked like? <laughs> he's um, just Jesus, but he doesn't. He's just bad at it. He doesn't know what he's well, doing. Well, you know, I feel cheered up. I feel like I've been telling myself all night nothing happened. And I was distracted be fine, for a minute. And we're not going to be liable, and now I believe it. So... Uh, well, we're going to be liable, Brian. I think we. I think the just, issue is you already released the other. You already leased the podcast where the guy was murdered, and no, now that no, 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 no. Okay. Okay, but say if Terry listens to that this and calls happen. the if Terry listens to this and calls the cops, I mean that's, Terry wouldn't do that. Terry has nothing going on. He's just gonna you know do what he's gonna do. He's just gonna keep listening and he's gonna buy a mug because he's a good fan, and you should too buy a mug. Nothing happens. Buy a mug. All right. The guy died uh, by a mug. No, 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 no. The only one who died was Seth at the end of the movie, and everyone else, um, and my soul a little bit today. I keep All forgetting right. about. I keep forgetting about a guy dying, and then I, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember again, just like that. Uh, you snake. don't have to forget. We don't know what happened. We do <laughs> not know what happened in that room. And just we are drink not... your denial out of your fucking mug, Brian. Denial just drink your just denial a river in Egypt. Mug. It's also what keeps me running. So let's just keep all this train going. And acknowledging mm-hmm. that is making me question things. And I think we have to end the show now, bud. Let's end it. Let's stop. Okay. Let's stop. Mm, goodbye. That's all. Ah! Two, three, four, five. Thank you for listening to Bunker Brothers Podcast. I'm Matt Shore. I played Brian. That was Mike Kolar as Jack. The rat was played by the rat. You know, we have a lot of cool products on BunkerBrothersPod.com. So go to BunkerBrothersPod.com. Get yourself a face mask. Cover up that ugly mug. Or uh, maybe get an actual mug you can drink out of or get one of our shirts. If you want to see what they look like, go on to our Instagram. We are BunkerBrothersPod on Instagram. And we're at brothers underscore bunker on Twitter. And that's where you can talk to me directly. So stay safe, happy, and healthy out there. We're getting towards the end of the season. Uh, if you've got any ideas, questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up on Twitter or uh, any of our links are on our website. Thank you so, so much for listening. Bye-bye.